0: When You're Too Cheap to Go to the Library, The Look Inside This Book Club. I'm Becky Selengut. And I'm Matthew Amster-Burton. So, we're back. Yeah, and you've got a
1: story to tell me that I I actually... Don't want to hear. So tri- well, I
0: mean, uh, you you already there's there's not a story per se. You know, I we mentioned on a recent episode that I was planning to go to a nude beach uh, with a mutual friend of ours, and I did, and it was great, and it makes Becky very uncomfortable, and so why. I'm going to talk about it as much as possible. It, let's it, yeah, let's get into this.
1: No, let's not. Um, I decided that it was it would be okay if Matthew told me about his nakedness in a public location and it would be okay if molly his co-host of the spilled milk told me about her never nakedness. Heard of it. but if the two of them together that makes me uncomfortable and then worse they sent me a photo where you could just under just above molly's nipple line yeah yeah it was made me really uncomfortable so now matthew is of course torturing me because well, I, 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 I
0: revealed it's the first thing that i've ever come across <laughs> that makes becky uncomfortable that i could like <laughs> you know pour salt on i'm a good liar because there's been a lot <laughs> really oh <Yeah>. that's great <laughs> but um, i I learned
1: having two older brothers that you never let people see what makes you uncomfortable oh
0: you're you're good because like yeah. i I never figured it out before i couldn't so, help
1: just the the instant like bile that came up in my my throat when
0: i saw that so okay so you you said you have been to a clothing op with my
1: brother with your brother is, that i think that why there, there's trauma
0: um yeah i mean that does like i don't want to go with my brothers
1: yeah i didn't get naked because i couldn't handle yeah. it but just the fact that he was naked and he was like
0: flaunting it around me sure, made me but, deeply uncomfortable right. oh yes you mentioned this yeah. um no it, it was uh, it was kind of fascinating because like i you know i wasn't <laughs> nervous torture. about it exactly but i was i was afraid it was going to be really uncomfortable um and like you know that uh you know, we would like immediately wish we hadn't done it. Like you'd or... pop a spontaneous Woody. It, it, that was definitely a concern. Um, Did you? No. <laughs> um, but uh, but then like you can't anymore, can you? But <laughs> 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 since since that experience, just like that ended it. Um, but uh, but then when we got there, like I realized. I, I, I' cognizant that now, like I'm talking about this as if like um, you know I've done like an incredibly brave thing, and everyone should be more like me. Uh, when in that fact, that is what like, you're it's Super boring, but uh, but yeah, but like once we got naked and uh, we're <laughs> God, like, "Why walk- you
1: never say that line again?"
0: <laughs> <laughs> once we got naked, no, naked, no. <laughs> and we're and we're just walking around on the beach. It was great.
1: Were there a lot of people there?
0: <laughs> a ton of people, mostly clothed. What? Um so just
1: like me when I was there though.
0: Right. So so I would say like 3 quarters or more clothed um and of the naked people it was mostly dudes. Of course. Um but not exclusively. And so like was Molly
1: being st- ogled at by everyone?
0: Uh l- only a little bit. Ogled? Oogled? <laughs> <laughs> have we had this exact uh-huh. conversation? Before? I always think
1: googly eyes, and then oogly.
0: <laughs> I say I say ogled, but I have no strong ogled. opinion on which is correct. Ogled,
1: oh, okay. Uh, so, did you say the people were staring, or no?
0: Um, she she said like one old guy made uh skeevy eye contact. Ew, gross. But other than that, it was totally comfortable.
1: Where is this beach?
0: It is on the UBC campus in West Vanco- uh, on the western side, west side of Vancouver. Uh-huh. Um, and you have to go down. Four hundred and eighty steps on a oh. on a trail to get there. Oh my god! And so the the worst part of the experience, the only bad part of the experience, was how sore my legs were for the next two days from coming up four hundred and eighty steps. That's a lot. Um. So yeah, I would go back anytime. It was fine. I'm not going and with you. It, well, that's what that was going to be my question. You know? Okay. Interesting. No. Mm-mm. You don't. You don't feel like. Um, uh, you know that that uh, this makes you somehow uh, like less uh no less of a go-getter less of a uh no what's the word i'm looking for i
1: have no problem with nudity of anyone but you're like my brother and i Mm -hmm. imagine my brothers like ken dolls so i don't want to fill in the blank space Mm -hmm. with anything that's, I mean,
0: that's reasonable. Yeah, I was just curious.
1: <laughs> so, nope, <laughs> the firm no.
0: Um, yeah, Full we went. Stop. We went to Vancouver with uh, with our producer, um, uh, producer Abby, and uh, and like as soon as Molly and I hatched this plan, Abby was like, "Great, you guys can leave me in a coffee shop and pick me up yep. when you're done." Yep. <laughs>
1: so, what are you gonna do? You gonna you gonna are you gonna um
0: well, we, go we, to we, great depth on your show about your we nakedness? we taped a bunch. Um, uh, so so at, we wall naked. And, yeah. <laughs> i mean a little bit did you get any
1: sand in your audio equipment
0: no okay it was uh did thanks, you get, thanks for your concern did you get
1: any sand in your butt <laughs> mm-hmm. okay
0: yeah there's there's a lot of sand at the beach yeah there's um i because we were only there for like 15 minutes i skipped the sunscreen which i still don't oh. know exactly how that would have gone down how
1: did you burn your willy
0: no no 15 <laughs> minutes at like late afternoon <laughs> okay
1: Darn! I wanted a burnt willie story.
0: Yeah, okay, it's it's peeling just like in <laughs> Belinda Blake. Okay, I I take it back. I don't want a
1: burnt willie story. Let's read
0: a book. God. Okay, we'll talk about this again on the no, next episode. No, we won't.
1: No, we won't.
0: <laughs> okay, this book is called The Amber Project by JN Cheney, and we're gonna we're gonna get to the game pretty quick. Uh there's a couple of quotes from. Uh, Charles Darwin, someone I've never heard of, and Robert Oppenheimer, father of the atomic bomb. Uh, I won't read those. That serious, <clears throat> serious intro. Chapter one, documents of historical, scientific, and cultural significance. Play audio transmission file 021, recorded April 19th, 2157. Hmm. Cartwright. This is Lieutenant Colonel Felix Cartwright. It's been a week since my last transmission and two months since the day we found the city, the day the world fell apart. If anyone can hear this, please respond. If you're out there, no doubt you know about the gas. The gas! <laughs> <You> <laughs> Duh. Wow. <laughs> you might think you're all that's left. That's
1: what they called it?
0: But if you're receiving this, let me assure you, you are not alone.
1: Is this a comedy? I don't think so.
0: I don't think, think, they so. call I don't think gas. it is at all. You've heard the, gas. the gas. You've
1: heard about the gas. There
0: are people here, hundreds in fact, and for now we're safe. If you can make it here, you will be too. The city's a few miles underground, not fa- far from El Rico Air Force Base. What? Not far from El, El Rico. Suave. I think that they
1: were were making a joke because they you would say the
0: gassing, you wouldn't say the gas. Unless... But I don't. I don't think it was like, I don't think it was like a gas attack. I think it was like an event, like a you don't like know. a. Natu- you haven't read further than your finger. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. This is, no, I will defend this <laughs> book with everything I've got. Okay, proceed. The city's a few miles underground, not far from El Rico Air Force Base.
1: Stop saying that like a creepy,
0: <laughs> That's creepy, where my creep. people came from. As always, the coordinates are attached. If anyone gets this, please respond. Let us know you're there, that you're still alive. End audio file. Huh. Wouldn't it be great if we just ended the show right there? Right? End, end the audio, audio file. file. And then... April 14th, <laughs> 2339. 12 years old. So this is like 200. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. That was that the gassing? Yeah.
1: I ended it with an audio file and a fart. So.
0: <laughs> we all remember the gas. Maternity district.
1: Whoa.
0: maids tale. Uh-huh. Right here. Miles below the surface of the earth, deep within the walls of the last human city. Vagina. A little, <laughs> a little boy named Terry played quietly with his sister in a small two-bedroom apartment. Today was his very first birthday. He was turning seven. Ew. What's a what's a birthday? His sister Janice asked. Oh my god! Okay, before we play this game, well, I'll finish the sentence. What's a birthday? His sister Janice asked, tugging at his shirt. She was only four years old and had recently taken to following her big brother everywhere he went. What does it mean? Uh, we went to a comedy show in Vancouver, and uh, in response to it, something that the uh, that the comedian on stage said, the woman sitting next to us like elbowed the guy she was with and said, "What's Morningwood?" Oh my God! It was the
1: what? It was so. Oh great. my God! He's like,
0: well, oh, I've never had it, like so that's 20, why you didn't year know. 21-year-old Kid, um, it was amazing. That's morning. In like life. that exact kind of like oh, sorority girl no. voice. So Did you amazing. hear the answer? No, <laughs> unfortunately. That, I, I, think the, I think the answer was like, I'll tell you later. Um, tell you tomorrow. Oh, yeah, I'll tell you in the morning. <laughs> uh, so here's my game. So uh, as you heard, uh, Janice said, "What's, what's a birthday?" Uh the game is, what is the most pathetic question a child could ask in a book? Particularly like a post-apocalyptic book, but it doesn't have to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, my example is, what was ice cream, mommy? Said Eliza, looking out th- at the desert that used to be Seattle. That's so sad. I know. I think I may have went like, gone you too went, sad with well, that. Well,
1: mine were kind of sad, too. And I only did two because I, I struggled okay. with this game a little bit. So my first one is, what was the United States... Her nephew, Vladimir, asked, pointing at an old map. <laughs>
0: that's good. <laughs> when is Mr. Fluffles coming back from the farm, asked Timmy. Mr. Fluffles? Oh, <laughs>
1: that's so sad.
0: Uh-huh. Um, okay. Keep going. Do a couple more. Um, uh, I, I only did three. Uh, mommy, after we're done playing fall t- Fallout Shelter, can we play tag? Oh,
1: That's so sad. I, I'm
0: really proud of my last one. Though, so go ahead. Okay.
1: What is love, young Hathaway asked his mother as the synthesizer kicked in. The answer came from the surrogate speakers. Baby, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me no more. Baby, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me no more. His mother slipped into the corners of the dark nightclub.
0: Okay, that was really good. Uh, that, okay, that's better than this one I was proud of, but whatever. <laughs> is Daddy having a good time in Vietnam? Asked little oh, Sally.
1: Oh, No! <laughs>
0: no! <laughs> No,
1: you didn't do a trigger (laughs) alert. Too soon? We didn't do a trigger alert before that one. Sorry. Oh, my God, that was horrible. Okay. Daddy having fun on his vacation in Vietnam? Exactly.
0: Terry smiled, eager to explain. (laughs) Mom says when you turn seven, you get a birthday. It means you grow up and get to start school. It's a pretty big deal. When will I get a birthday? You're only four, so you have to wait. I wish I was seven, she said softly, her thin black hair hanging over her eyes. I want to go with you. He got to his feet and they began putting the toy blocks away. They had built a castle together on the floor, but mother would yell if they left a mess. I'll tell you all about it when I get home. I promise. Okay? Okay, she said cheerily and proceeded to help. Right at that moment, the speaker next to the door let out a soft chime and started playing that song. Baby, baby, don't, baby, don't hurt, hurt me. me. Don't uh, hurt me. No followed by their mother's voice. <laughs> downstairs, children, she said. Hurry up now. Terry took his sister's hand. Why do they need to have a downstairs if they're already like deep below the surface of the earth? Deep question. Um. Uh, Terry took his sister's hand. Come on, Jan, he said. She frowned, squeezing his fingers. Okay. They arrived downstairs, their mother nowhere to be found. She's in the kitchen, Janet said, pointing at the farthest wall. See the light box? Terry looked at the locator board, although his sister's name for it worked just as well. It was a map of the entire apartment with small lights going on and off in different colors, depending on which person was in which room. It's uh, the Marauder's map. Wow. Weird. Uh, There's us, he thought, green for me and blue for Janice, and there's Mother in red. Terry never understood why they needed something like that because of how small the apartment Mm -hmm. was, which is just what I was about to ask. Mm -hmm. But every family got one, or so Mother had said. Hmm. As he entered the kitchen, his mother stood at the far counter sorting through some data on her pad. (laughs) (laughs) On her menstrual pad. (laughs) What's that, he asked. (laughs) Something for work, she said. Every seven
1: years you have the period.
0: (laughs) (laughs) She tapped the front of the pad and placed it in her bag. Stop saying the pad. I, I didn't write it. That, that's my excuse for everything. That's my just following orders. I didn't write the book. I didn't write the book. Come on, Terrence. We've got to get you ready and out the door. Today's your first day after all, and we have to make a good impression. When will he be back, asked Janice. Hurry up. Let's go, Terence. she said, ignoring the question. She grabbed his hand and pulled him along. Do you get the sense that Terrence is maybe not going to school?
1: Uh, I think that's okay. not happening. I think the locator board or whatever it's called is going to be very important very I soon. I think so.
0: Uh, possibly not so soon that we get to it. No, you'll show, see. You'll but... see
1: a rainbow uh, dot moving, and then you find out Terrence comes out.
0: <laughs> <It's> great. <laughs> um, uh, we have about twenty minutes to get all the way to the education district. Hardly enough time at all. Her voice was sour. He had noticed it more and more lately as the weeks went on. Ever since a few months ago when that man from the school came to visit. Okay, question. Yep. In a post-apocalyptic, <laughs> apophalyp-
1: post-apocalyptic technologically advanced society yeah can't you telecommute <laughs> why do you <laughs> to have to school? go to a I education mean, a district pad.
0: 20 minutes why can't you you're saying why can't you use your pad for yes. this yes that's that's a good question i mean yeah. we all we all have pads we
1: all have pads and also the whole birthday thing occurring every seven years when you say you're four years old that that strikes me as like it's not your birthday if it's I think, seven I, I think you're confusing. getting at some
0: of the irony here i am his name was Mr. Huxley, one of the few men who Terry had ever had the chance to talk to, and from the way Mother acted, she was so agitated. He must have been important. Terrence, his mother's voice, pulled him back. Stop moping and let's go. Mm. Janice ran and hugged him, wrapping her little arms as far around him as she could. Love you, she said. Love you, too. Bye, she said shyly. He kissed her forehead and walked to the door. This guy's, this kid's never coming back.
1: Matthew, what
0: is love? <laughs> What's, <laughs> Daddy, what's <once>, Vietnam? <laughs> he kissed her forehead and walked to the door where her, his mother had stood talking with the babysitter, Ms. Cartwright. I'll only be a few hours, Mother said. If it takes any longer, I'll message you. I feel foreboding. hmm Don't worry about a thing, Mara, Mrs. Cartwright assured her. You take all the time you need. Oh, I feel the gas is rising. Yeah. <laughs> Except this takes place long after. After the, the gas? Yeah. Oh, right. But, there, I mean, there can could, there could always be more gas. Mother turned to him. There you are, she said, taking his hand. Come on, or we'll be late. As they left the apartment, mother's hand tugging him along, Terry tried to imagine what might happen at school today. Would it be like his home lessons? There Mm, you go. uh, mm -hmm. Would he be behind the other children, or was everything new? He enjoyed learning, but there was still a chance the school might be too hard for him. What would he do? Mother had taught him some things like algebra and English, but who knew how far along the other kids were by now? Uh, Terrence, shut it. They waited together for the train, which was running a few minutes behind today. Okay, I didn't get to the interesting part yet. (laughs) Oh, here we go. I wish they'd hurry hurry up, said a nearby lady. She was young, about 15 years old. Do you think it's because of the outbreak? Oh. Mm -hmm. Of course, said a much older woman, uh, offering exposition. (laughs) Some of the trains are busy carrying contractors to the slums to patch the walls. It slows the others down because now they have to make more stops. I heard 14 workers died. Is it true? "'You know how the gas is,' she said. "'It's very quick. "'Thank God for the quarantine barriers.'" Hmm, thank God.'" "'Suddenly there was a loud smashing sound "'followed by three beeps. "'It echoed through the platform for a moment, "'vibrating along the walls until, it's, until it was gone. "'Terry flinched, squeezing his mother's hand. "'Ouch,' she said. "'Terrence, relax. "'But the sound,' he said. <laughs> "'It's the contractors over there.' "'She pointed to the other side of the tracks, "'far away from them. "'It took a moment for Terry to spot them, "'but once it, he did, it felt obvious. Four of them stood together.' Their clothes were orange, with no clear distinction between their shirts and their pants. That's called a jumpsuit. (laughs) And on each of their heads was a solid red plastic hat. What? A red helmet. (laughs) But also, like a red hat. You know? No. That's that's what that's what we call helmets in the future. It's
1: a helmet.
0: (laughs) Um, Also, wouldn't a red helmet with an orange jumpsuit clash? Yeah. Aren't they worried about this? Well,
1: no. That's why, because so you can see them and not run them over.
0: What are they doing? Terry asked. His mother looked down at him. Wait,
1: now he's Terry? What happened to
0: Terrence? uh, Things things just got a lot more Mm. cash. Mm -hmm. What? Oh, they're fixing the wall, that's all. Why? He asked. Probably because there was a shift last night. Mm. Remember when the ground shook? Yeah, I remember, he thought. It woke me up. Mm. So they're fixing it? Yes, right. She sighed and looked around. Where is that damn train? Terry tugged on her hand. That lady over there said it's late because of the gas. His mother looked at him. What did you say? The lady, the one right there, he pointed to the younger girl a few feet away. She said the gas came, so that's why the trains are slow. It's because of the slums. No, wait, it's because they're going to the slums. His mother stared at the girl, turning back to the tracks and saying nothing. Mother, he said, be quiet for a moment, Terrence. Mm -hmm. Should we take it to a break? Mm -hmm. And we're back. Uh, I'm going to skip ahead a little. They get on the train, they go to school. Um... (laughs) <clears throat> an older man stood at the gate of the school's entrance. He dressed in an outfit that didn't resemble any of the clothes in Terry's district or even on the trains. A was gray uniform. a red uniform. plastic
1: hat? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, it was a gray uniform with a gray plastic hat, which matched his silver hair to the point where it was difficult to tell where one ended and the other oh, began. this
1: seems to be a theme.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ah, he said, Mara, I see you've brought another student. I was wondering when we'd meet the next one. Glad to see you're still producing. Whoa. It's been, what, five or six years? Something like that, I think. Produce? Oh, oh Absolutely. yes thank you this is Terrence said mother quickly I was told there would be an escort she paused glancing over the man and through the windows where's Bishop I sh- he assured me he'd be here for this the colonel he corrected is in his office and the boy is to be taken directly to him as soon as I have registered his like arrival a school it totally does but like a, Terrence
1: future. no Terrence yeah.
0: no don't go she let out a frustrated sigh he was supposed to meet me at, th- at the gate for this himself I wanted to talk to him about a few things "'What's wrong?' Terry asked. She looked down at him. "'Oh, it's nothing. Don't worry. You have to go inside now. That's all.' "'Oh, my God. Terry's going to be begging for the gas later.' "'Yeah. You're not coming in?' "'I'm afraid not,' said the man. "'She's not permitted.' "'It's all right,' Mother said, cupping her hand over his cheek. "'They'll take care of you in there.' "'But it's just school,' Terry thought. "'I'll see you tonight, though, right?' She bent down and embraced Uh-oh. him tightly, more than she had in a long oh. time. "'He couldn't help but relax. "'I'm sorry, Terence. Please be careful up there.' I know you don't understand it now, but you will eventually. Oh, gosh. Everything will be fine. No! She rose, releasing his hand for the first time since they left the train. So that's it? Mother said to the man. Yes, ma'am. Good. She turned and walked away, pausing a moment as she reached reached the corner and continued until she was out of sight.
1: She produced and delivered. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: When you go through here, head straight to the back of the hall, the man said. A guard there will take you to see Colonel Bishop. Just do what they say and answer everything with either yes, sir, or no, sir, and you'll be fine. Understand? Terry didn't understand, but he nodded anyway. The man pushed open the door with his arm and leg. What? (laughs) What? Why? What? (laughs) What?
1: I'm just... Who does that? Uh, Like a lobster? Do you ever do that?
0: Yeah. Um, A crab? Yeah. Do you do that? Have you ever done that? I guess I've held a door open with my foot.
1: I think I have with, like, a swinging door for, yeah, like, in
0: restaurants. Maybe. Maybe? The man pushed over the door with his arm and leg, holding it there and waiting. Right through here you go, he said. Skittered sideways through. Yep. <laughs> Terry entered reluctantly, and the door closed quickly behind him. The building, full of the same metal and shades of brown and gray that held together the rest of the city, rose higher than any other building Terry had ever been in.
1: Wait, shades of gray held the city together? Yeah, 50.
0: 50 shades <laughs> of gray. Does it ever, really say everyone, that? <laughs> um... Yep. (laughs) Full of the same metal and shades of brown and gray that held together. Maybe the metal holds it together. But But I think the city is held together because everyone is reading Fifty Shades of (laughs) Grey and they feel like a real like, you know, sisterhood. Uh, Along the walkways, (laughs) dozens of people people walked back and forth as busily as they had in the train station. More importantly, Terry quickly realized most of them were men. Ooh. For so long, the only he'd <laughs> men he seen were the maintenance men. workers who came and went, or the occasional teacher who visited the children when they were nearing their birthdays. It was so rare to see any men. stop <laughs> saying it! Especially in such great numbers. Maybe they're all teachers, he thought. They weren't dressed like the workers, white coats and some with brown jackets, thick jackets with laced boots and bodies as stiff as the walls. What? Oh, uh, Ew. I, think, the, wait, I what? think he's talking about the bodies of the jackets? But maybe he's talking know. about their dicks. I, I don't, don't know. know.
1: Was there? Could they? Could you distinguish between the top and the bottom, or was it? Just uh, like...
0: No, they just blended together <laughs> as if they were, as if they were the same thing. Maybe that was what teachers wore. How could he know? He had never met one besides Mister Huxley, and that was months ago. Mr. Well, Mister Huxtable, don't just stand there gawking," said a voice from the other end of the room. It was another man dressed the same as the others. Go on in through here. He pointed to another oh, door. Southern, smaller than the one space like future Southern, smaller than the one Terry had entered from. Everyone today gets to meet the colonel. Go on now. Hurry up. You don't want to keep him waiting. Terry did as the man said. I, I went with an accent for that I because know. I knew this guy wasn't gonna was was gonna disappear from the story almost immediately. <laughs> uh stepped through the doorway, his footsteps clanking against the hard metal floor. Not a good material for a floor for that reason. Thank you. Echoing through what sounded like the entire building. Well, come in, why don't you? came a voice from inside. Oh I need a voice for the colonel, huh? Yeah. Well, come in, why don't you? (laughs) Came a a voice from inside. Terry stepped cautiously into the room, which was much nicer than the entranceway. It was clean, at least compared to some of the other places Terry had been, including his own home. The walls held several shelves, none of which lacked for any company of things. What? That is a very weird line. (laughs) What? The walls held several shelves, none of which lacked for any company of things.
1: That's, that's so Various awkward.
0: ornaments caught Terry's eye like the little see-through globe on the shelf nearest to the door, which held a picture of a woman's face inside, although some Creepy. of it was faded and hard to make out. Creepy. There was also a crack in it. What purpose could such a thing have? Terry couldn't begin to guess. Next to it lay a frame with a small round piece of metal inside it. An inscription below the glass read, U.S. Silver Dollar, circa 2064. Terry could easily read the words, but he didn't understand them. What was this thing? And why was it so important that it needed to be placed on a shelf for everyone to look at? I said, come in, said Bishop abruptly. Oh, wow. He sat at the far end of the room behind need to a large terse. brown desk. Terry had forgotten he was even there. I didn't mean for you to stop at the door. Come over here. Terry hurried closer, stopping a few feet in front of the desk. I'm Colonel Bishop. You must be Terrence, said the man. I've been wondering when you were going to show up. He wore a (laughs) pair of thin glasses and had one of the larger pads in his hand. Oh, pads! Already seven. Imagine that.
1: Wait, why was he wondering when he was going to show up? He knew exactly
0: when he was going to show up. Uh, yeah. (laughs) Maybe like what time today? Oh, okay. Yes, sir, Terry said, remembering the doorman's words. The colonel was a stout man, a little wider than the others. He was older, too, Terry guessed. He may have been tall, but it was difficult to tell without seeing his whole body. Oh, I gross, expect. I, I expect we, you're we hoping to do. begin your classes now," said Bishop. <laughs> <laughs> "Yes, sir," he said. "You say that, but you don't really know what you're saying yes to, do you?"
1: Oh, gross.
0: <laughs> the question seemed more like a statement, so Terry didn't answer. He only stood there. Who was this man? Mm. Is this how school was supposed to be? Terrence, let me ask you something," said the Colonel, taking a moment. "Did your mother tell you anything about? Uh, did your mother tell you anything <laughs> about this program you're going into?" Terry thought about the question for a moment. Um, she said you come to school on your birthday, he said. And it's just like it is at home, except there's more kids like me. Colonel Bishop blinked. <laughs> That's right, I suppose. What else did she say? That when it was over, I get to go back home, he said. And when did she say that was? Terry didn't answer. Colonel Bishop cocked an out- eyebrow. Well, didn't she say? No, sir, muttered Terry. <laughs> the man behind the desk started chuckling. So you don't know how long you're here for? Have you ever had a had a job or a school experience like this? <laughs> no, this is frightening. <laughs> No, sir. Colonel Bishop set the pad in his hand da- down. Son, you're here for the next ten years.
1: Oh, this is terrible. Poor Terry.
0: And we're going to teach you how to do stuff.
1: <laughs> What's the next line?
0: A sudden rush swelled up in <laughs> Terry's chest and face. Whoa. Ooh. She got looked at. What was Bishop talking, exactly, uh, talking about? Of course Terry was going home. He-, he couldn't stay here. But I promised my sister I'd be home today, he said. I have to go back. Too bad, said the colonel. Mm-hmm. Your mother really did you a disservice by not telling you. But don't worry. We just have to get you started. We just have to get you broken in.
1: Ooh, broken in. It doesn't say that.
0: No. He tapped the pad on his desk and, th- and the door opened. I have no excuse for that one. A cluster of footsteps filled the hall before two large men appeared, each wearing the same brown coats as the rest. Well, that was fast, he said. One of the men saluted. Yes, sir. No crying with the last one took her right to, the r- to her room without incident. Terry wanted to ask who the last one was and why it should be a good thing that she didn't cry. Did other kids cry when they came to this school? What kind of place was this? <laughs> what kind of place is this? Well, I think they're gonna like learn to fight the gas, or something. I don't know. It's like <laughs> I don't know. It, it it has the feeling of like a you know this is where we train you to to fight off the aliens mm-hmm. whether you like it or not, kind of Ender's Game type of thing. Mm. Terry, uh, well, ho- well, hopefully Terrence here will do the same, said Bishop. He looked at Terry. Right? You're not going to give us any trouble, are you? Terry didn't know what to do or what to say. All he could think about was getting far away from here. He didn't want to go with the men. He didn't want to behave. All he wanted to do was go home. But he couldn't. Not anymore. He was here in this place with nowhere to go. No way out. He wanted to scream, to yell at the man behind the desk and his two friends, and tell him about how stupid it was for them to do what they were doing. He opened his mouth to explain, to scream as loud as he could that he wouldn't go. But in that moment, the memory of the doorman came back to him, and instead of yelling, he repeated the words he'd been told before. No, sir, he said softly. Bishop smiled, nodding at the two men in the doorway. Exactly what I like to hear. That's the end of the chapter. Shall we uh, mm-hmm. call it a day? Let's call it a day. So, yeah, so. um... Uh, so this is, I, I picked this book as a way of, uh, letting you know you're, we're sending you to the okay. Academy. Uh, you, you need to be there today. Okay. Um, yeah, the program, it lasts, uh, um,
1: is it an intervention of sorts?
0: Uh, yeah, but yeah. it's, um, it's where they get you comfortable enough, uh, to go with me to the nude beach. No! <laughs> it's a, it's a 17 year program of, uh, exposure and, uh, like, uh, exposure therapy. <laughs> Um, uh, august 14th 2017 the peeling willie
1: <laughs> that's when it all started
0: that's the name of the academy the peeling with the peeling willie school <laughs> what do you have for us next time <laughs> um next
1: time we're going to be reading
0: oh great i love reading okay i'm he- literacy
1: heat outlaw romantic suspense by wow. holly s roberts
0: that i feel like that's a a tricky title because there must be a hundred other books called well, Heat. Well,
1: let me give you the uh, subtitle. Hold on one second.
0: Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm chewing.
1: Yeah. I gave him some chocolate. Um, Heat, a hotter than hell novel. Nice. <laughs> I love it. Mm-hmm. Novel, book one. All right. 223 you- customer reviews, all five stars. Woohoo! Yeah.
0: You can find us online at lookinsidethisbookclub.com in case you forget the name of next week's book like I just did. <laughs> Heat, a Heat. hotter than hell novel. Uh, you can find us at facebook.com slash TBC, uh, which this week stands for This,
1: this Boy Choir?
0: No, this, <laughs> this... This Boy's Challenge. This Boy's... Hmm.
1: Hmm.
0: Look Inside This Bad Kernel. Mm. this uh boy this uh what's a what's a what's a thing a colonel can be (laughs) look look inside this boy and (laughs) colonel no (laughs) poor boy leave him alone where else can they find us? Um, that's there. that's it. That's There's it. nowhere else. There's nowhere else. At the new oh, beach the... in Vancouver, UBC. Um, yeah, I guess. Oh, we are going now. No, you are. That's where they can find you. Uh, yeah, they no, can I'm... find me at a cof- local coffee shop. Oh, yeah, I'm going full naturist. <laughs>
1: um, Starting
0: and... right now. <laughs>
1: you can leave us a review at uh, iTunes or wherever, right?
0: Yeah, Apple Apple Podcast on the wall near your house. Uh-huh, Yeah, um, you know, written written in. You can like leave us a, a pee on the snow review. A pee on the snow review when it's once it starts snowing. Okay, <laughs> that, women,
1: good luck with that. It might be hard for us to read it.
0: I believe in you. Uh, and until next time, um, what? Wait, that's <laughs> that a different a show. <laughs> Shit. Um, and uh, see you next time. Is that what we say?
1: Right. See you later.
0: I've got a feeling I'm not the only one. <laughs>